Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. Joseph went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time for Mary to deliver her child came. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and lay him in a manger, because there was no room for them, no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, watching over their flocks by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were afraid. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you, and you will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen as it had been told them. The Gospel of the Lord. So here we are. We're sitting here quietly or as least as quietly as maybe we can be. To think about and remember, to remember tonight why we are gathered and what we are celebrating and why we are celebrating it all. But also to remember how we learned about this tradition. Remember about how it started for us, about who was here when we learned it. And about who's no longer here, the great cloud of witnesses, the angels all around us. Not just those figurines as beautiful as they are but rather the most beautiful angels in the world, a different one in each of our minds. We're fortunate here at Jerusalem Western Salisbury Church to have these amazing visuals all around us in the nativity scene and in the windows. If you're careful and you look carefully, you will find that the nativity window is way back over there in the corner. So don't miss it before you leave. It's another witness to what we are experiencing on this night. 
But our challenge sometimes seems to come when we listen to, to a psalm like Psalm, 90, psalm 98. It puts all of this birth talk, this God coming to us, it connects us to why Jesus is coming to earth. What his coming to earth teaches us about what we are being called to do. Listen to what the psalm has to say to us tonight. But think of it in the context of the birth of the child, not just as a psalm, but put it in the context. Our forebearers, when they built this sanctuary almost 200 years ago, were smart enough. Well, they pro- it probably didn't happen then. It happened when we remodeled the sanctuary. But those people were smart too. And they put Emmanuel up there, which means God with us. So every Sunday when we come in here, we read Emmanuel and we know that God is with us. So listen now to Psalm 98. Sing to the Lord a brand new song. God's made a world of wonders. God rolled up the sleeves. God set things right. God made history with salvation. God showed the world what God could do. God remembered to love us, a bonus. To God's dear family Israel, indefiable love. The whole earth comes to attention. Look, God's work of salvation. Shout your praises to God, everybody. Let loose and sing. Strike up the band. We got a band. Round up an orchestra to play for God. And add a a hundred voice choir. Did you know how many people were up there? (laughs) Featuring trumpets and big trombones. Fill the air with praises to King God. Let the sea and its fish give a round of applause. And everything living on earth joining in. Let ocean breakers call out, Encore! Encore! And mountains harmonize the finale. A tribute to God when God comes. When God comes to set the earth right. Get this part. God will straighten out the whole world. God will put the world right and everyone in it. How about that? What do you think of that? It talks of a brand new song. The new song is not just what has been done in the past. Even the birth of Jesus that was done or happened in the past that we celebrate again and we remember. But also because of all the important things that God is still doing. Still doing today. A brand new song. And hope and pray God will continue to do and surprise all of us forever and ever. Good people of God. It is this God with us, Emmanuel, Jesus himself, who came to us. His birth in the form of a tiny baby that reminds us that not only is God present and with us, but God is continuing to create and recreate and reshape And transform all the way along as we go again and again and again. In the midst of all this creating and recreating, we also have this constant message coming from God through God's children. The same kind of rhythm to the sound. One commentator tells us that approach brings our Christmas celebration into the same rhythm and singing the same melody with the same harmonies as God's song of justice and healing and peace. Not just for some, but for all of this world that God loves so much. How about the surprising note of judgment in there too? 
I really think it reminds us of Mary's beautiful song, the Magnificat. When the high will be brought low and the hungry filled, no wonder Mary's son Jesus would talk the same way one day. Mary, the mother of God, who shows her strength and sense of purpose and strong faith and independent decision-making to actively choose to become the mother of God. Who shows her strength and sense of purpose and strong faith and independent decision-making to actively choose to become the mother of God, the God-bearer. And when Mary sings this amazing song, the Magnificat, her song that magnifies God and in his own way sets the stage for the Prince of Peace, Jesus, who comes to take away the sins of the whole world and also to hold all who claim Jesus as their Savior to this higher calling for justice and mercy and to be peacemakers, not just peace contemplators. Are you with me, church? We too often forget that the coming of the Prince of Peace is so much more than candy canes and frosted window panes. With the coming, the arrival, this little baby comes this powerful and very intentional call for justice, for peace, and for healing. The incarnation of Jesus, Jesus coming into the world in the form of a baby, a person just like you and me, so that God actually becomes like you and me, flesh and bones and skin and all covering it. All of it unfolding before our eyes. This unfolding is, as one commentator said, it's the unfolding of God's will through the courage and the conviction of one young woman full of grace long ago, Mary of Nazareth, Mary the mother of Jesus. There is a new song that is being proclaimed and then brought to life and made flesh and dwells among us. God is with us. We are all, the whole of creation, called to sing this new song. So this peace comes to places we live, too. I believe that, do you? If we talk about a new song at home as well, we, you and me, all of us together, may dare to hope for reconciliation and peace in our personal relationships and families, in much the same way we dare to dream of peace among the nations. Another commentator reminds us that we suspect that this kind of peace at home is the deepest longing of the human heart. And in the midst of Christmas celebrations, that's the longing so many of us are trying to express with each twinkling light, the stars in the sky, each colorful ornament, every carol sung. We celebrate Christmas in many ways. We have many individual or family traditions represented here in the sanctuary this afternoon. A few of them probably include gathering with family and friends, exchanging gifts, going to church with family, making food and baking cookies and sending cards, traveling to be with family who are usually far away, or traveling together as a family as part of the family Christmas thing. About that last one, a personal story. It just happened a couple of days ago. My wife decided that we needed to, to, we were um, not going to buy as many toys and all that stuff for our 10 grandchildren as they usually get. Because sometimes, you know, the box is better than the toy and all that stuff, right? So we decided we were going to create an experience, a memory for them. And we're not rich people, so it's hard to do, and, and some of our children struggle mightily to make ends meet, and so we decided that we were going to go on vacation, a mini vacation. So we went to Hershey Park, 
and we stayed in a hotel for two nights. We went to Hershey Park and we saw all the chocolate and all that other stuff and, and the roller coasters weren't running because it was too cold and it was freezing cold walking around the park and all of those things. We had some nice hotel rooms thanks to these very helpful people at the Hampton Inn. And my wife and I got a room that was a little bit bigger so that we could gather everybody together because we were going to open presents and we, were, we brought food with us so we could all eat together and all those things. So after we got home, my four-year-old granddaughter, Sage Phoenix Johnson, her mom says to her, so Sage, what was your favorite thing about going to Hershey Park? You know, you think, well, the chocolate, maybe, or the chocolate, maybe, or the chocolate, maybe, (laughs) or, you know, the rides, or swimming in the pool at the hotel, or all of those things. And you know what my four-year-old granddaughter said? The best part was when we were in Grandma and Grandpa's living room, all of us together at the same time. That's what we're talking about. So perhaps some of, and then if you take those kind of memories and also couple them with some others, we come up with some of, sometimes the most moving and memorable way to celebrate Christmas for many of us is to, is through the singing of carols and Christmas songs, right? And I'm okay with the jingle bells and all that stuff too, so don't, I'm not dissing any of those either, because I like them too. Our musical memory that lasts through the years from our childhood and into old age. Think of elders who, uh, who might be affected by dementia but can still remember the words of old familiar hymns. The melodies are familiar and comforting. The words hauntingly beautiful and instructive at the same time. And it's so surprising when little ones break out with those words that you didn't even know they knew. Um, My time is all running together, but last Sunday, right, Linda, we went caroling? Yes. Last Sunday, Linda Held got us a bus, and about 16 of us went caroling. We went to, to, to Phoebe Home in Allentown. We went to see Ruth Barber and June Kickline and Paul Kunkel, and we tried to go to a couple other houses. We, one house... Uh, our friend wasn't feeling well, so, but we were in that neighborhood, and, and Tony Moyer said, hey, that's Romaine Faye's house right there. Maybe she, she could have us come in and sing. And we had the hand chimes with us, so we sounded like a big, powerful choir with these bells ringing. We were pretty fancy. We had a yellow school bus, so we went and knocked on Romaine's door. We could see the TV, and there were some cars around her house, so we knew she was there. What we didn't know is they were celebrating a birthday. They, Matt Fay had a special birthday. He was sitting years old. It was a significant birthday for Matt. We didn't know that, but there they were, all their family. So, sure, come on in. If you know the Fays, you know that they're not shy people. Come on in. So we come in, and they're yelling out requests, and we got done, and they're cheering and whistling, and all of this stuff. Last Sunday, a couple days ago, Romaine came to me. Now, those of you who don't know Romaine, Romaine is in her 90s. She's as sharp as can be. She still drives, all of those kinds of things. Romaine came rushing up to me. She said, Pastor, that was amazing that you all came. And she's going on and on and on and on about how wonderful it was. It was Matt's birthday and some of my family had already left. And we know you were coming. Oh, my goodness, it was so great. We're always going to remember that. She said, but you know what the most important thing was? I said, no, Romaine, what was it? I'm sure you're going to tell me. She said, my great-grandchildren were there. And especially my one great-grandson. He's going to remember that for the rest of his life. That's what it's about. 
But it's also remembering and telling the story. And it's remembering to transfer the love. And it's to remember to do all of those things. That's part of this. But then it's also because of that love and caring and togetherness that we can go out and do justice. And love kindness. And walk humbly with our God. All of these kinds of moments with family and friends and church friends allow each of us to regain and find again and pick up the little glimmers of hope when hope sometimes seems hard to find today. When hope is hard to find, remember the angels sang anyway. Remember that. In the face of all this violence and suffering in our world today, we need to know we must become instruments of God's compassion and justice and peace and sing with our whole hearts as we strive to put ourselves in God's service to participate in what God is doing to make the world right side up again. As we think about the angels singing that night, even as the Roman occupiers were looking for this baby because their king was threatened by this one that was being called king, All because they brought these tidings of hope, of joy, great joy, that upset the occupying Roman rulers. It is my hope that in some small way, you, we, all of us, me, all of us together, we all might be and become a word of hope. To those that we meet each day and to those we might reach in faraway places, far away from our everyday places, even though it's right around the corner from us of way of living and through the angels whose work we can all strengthen and support. We supported a family, you all, all of you as a church supported a family, two children and seven, no, two children and seven foster children. We gave, made sure that they had plenty of gifts for all of them, gifts that they needed, clothes and all that good stuff. The in-gathering, how many items, Marlene? Eight hundred items for the ingathering. That's diapers and formula and personal care needs and all that kind of stuff. That's what y'all did, or as they say in the South, all y'all. That's what we're talking about. That compassion, that everyday way of being. That work is a kind of music, isn't it? The kind of singing together, singing brand new songs that will change the world. With the melody God is calling us to join in and sing of justice, of peace, and of love for everyone. We celebrate and we sing our songs this Christmas Eve night. Our challenge then becomes, how will we continue to sing these songs in the days and weeks and months ahead? How is this night and the coming morning not only unlike all others, but indeed like like every other evening and morning of our lives? So let us sing tonight and tomorrow and in the coming days of Christmas tide. And every other evening and morning of our lives. Sing joy to the world. The Lord has come. Jesus is with us. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart, every heart prepare him room. Make room for the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us. And heaven and nature and all God's children sing. And heaven and nature and all God's children sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Oh, and don't forget, when hope is hard to find, remember, the angels sang anyway. Amen? Amen.
Let us pray. God with us, you came as a baby to a manger. You slept on straw and greeted shepherds. You come again in bread and wine. Remind us how good you are at blessing ordinary things. And then through these gifts, help us to bless the lives of others in the strength of your holy name. And now let us join our voices together, praying the prayer that Jesus himself taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now hear this commission. O God, whose grace and truth are revealed in the word made flesh. Bless those who go forth to share your love with the whole world. Go in peace and with great joy. And now hear these words of benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. Now and always and unto ages of ages. Amen. God in the highest. Go in peace. Share the gift of Jesus. Amen.